Hey everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Episode number 100. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Episode number 100 of the Ron and Don Show podcast. Uh, You can find it here. Here we are in the Les Schwab Studios. Ron, of course, is on Lake Union. I'm on the, yeah, I call it Mount Queen Anne because we have a little little bit of a hill here uh, that you can sled down nonetheless. A lot coming up on today's show, uh, and we appreciate the hundreds of thousands of people that have listened uh, to the Ron and Don show, now more successful in a podcast than it was even on terrestrial radio. That's really incredible. So as we see a lot of states now, they're getting ready to go back to work and to go back to beaches and go back to having parties and going back to having fun. Uh, You have a lot of governors, Ron. They are saying, hey, if you're going to go out, Uh, publicly, what we need you to do is wear a mask. In fact, in many states, uh, that was the plan. And what they're finding is people are going out, 80 to 90% of people, even New Jersey, uh, where the COVID virus has been fierce. Even there, they say about 90% of the people that have been going out are not wearing a mask. Now governors have backed up and they said, you know what, we're not going to demand that people wear a mask. We're just going to encourage them to wear a mask because frankly, a lot of people are getting ticked off, Ron, and they didn't want to do it. I think this is a huge mistake. The more I read about it, the, uh, the, the June is just going to be a catastrophic month, I think. When you look at these hot spots around America and you look at this drumbeat to, quote-unquote, open the economy, I think we're going to go right back to where we were a month ago and have to shelter in place because everybody's losing their patience. And I get the, the losing of patience. I totally understand that. I've, I've talked to a bunch of friends that are really struggling with how long this has been going on. But when you, you look at, credible sources and unfortunately i don't believe that the white house is a credible source right now but you look to anthony fauci uh, you look to the cdc people um you look to people that actually understand infectious disease and, and you get doctorates in this kind of thing they are saying that uh, if we just start going to the beach and going to the movies like they did in San Antonio this week, uh, that that is a recipe to have this flare right back up. And while the normal flu is sensitive to temperature change, so the normal flu, why it goes down, one of the reasons it goes down this time of year is because it's very sensitive to heat. Uh, There's no indication yet that the COVID-19 virus has the same sensitivities to heat. So it's not miraculously disappearing, as the president said. There's not some sort of miracle. Uh, It doesn't doesn't realize that we're Americans and we have rights and that we're going to go out. The the virus doesn't care. It's just looking for a host. It's finding those hosts. And uh, you look at New York State, as you said, and New Jersey, um, they are exponentially more deaths than we have here in Washington State. Why? One of the reasons is population density, of course, but the other reason is we did a really good job of clamping down in Washington State, and and, uh, like you always say, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. This is like running 25 miles of a marathon and then stepping off the course when you're in the lead. Like, that's just... that, That is frustrating, I know, but you have to finish strong. Do you think people should be forced to wear masks? Should do yes. Uh, 
they should be absolutely um, I, I've had to go to some hardware stores uh, for some projects that you and I have going on and I'm astonished by people that are not wearing masks same with the grocery stores I was in uh, Trader Joe's the other day and I, I it was all I could do to not turn around to this woman behind me in line who by the way was like three feet away and just go a step back to six feet and B where the heck is your mask? Like, what are you doing? It's not just for you. It's for everyone around you. And, uh, we still are not testing enough people that the numbers in America are, are vastly higher than have been reported because we're not even close, uh, to, to getting the, uh, the number of tests needed, uh, to know how accurate this data is. Yeah. All right, let's do this. We're going to come back. Uh, Let me ask you this real quick before we go. Yeah. Yeah. Would you submit to allowing your cell phone to be tracked and put into a national database to where if you were within six feet of someone confirmed that you would want to get notified on an app in your phone that said, Don, when you were here, there, or everywhere, you were within six feet of someone that's now been diagnosed with COVID? Yeah. Let's come back and talk about that. That's a great question. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll lighten things up a little bit. And we're going to talk about your Zoom background <laughs> because Zoom backgrounds are pretty important. I found out even to fourth graders that are Zooming at school. I can't wait to share with you my son's Zoom background. We'll talk about that coming up. It's Ron and Don live from the Les Schwab Studios, episode number 100. Thanks, you guys, for listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You're listening to your old friends Ron and Don on the Ron on the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. <laughs> All right, you guys, welcome back. It's episode number one hundred of the Ron and Don Show. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios. We're going to talk about our Zoom backgrounds here in just a moment. By the way, you don't look a day over episode ninety-three. There you go. <laughs> Really bad dad joke there. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Ron, you asked a really intriguing question uh, moments ago. Could you reframe it real quick? So there is a technology available. And believe it or not, this started with a college football um, fan, I believe in one of the Dakotas. And he's like, you know what would be cool? I want to invent an iPhone app. Remember when that was all the rage? Everyone was inventing their own apps. Where... Um, if I'm within a certain number of feet of another football fan of my team, that it will notify me and we can talk football. And so I, if I'm in a bar and I'm a fan of the Seahawks, let's say, I mean, this wasn't for the Seahawks, but this is where the original app came from. And then I'm at a bar and my phone goes off and it says, hey, the guy next to you is also a super fan of the Seahawks. Then the app would alert us and we could chat football. So he built this app. It was never wildly popular, but the, he built the technology in the back end for this app. And so um, the idea is that if we were all forced, over 60% of people would have to opt into this or be forced to do it. If, if everybody was, had this app or a version of this app logged in, and when someone got diagnosed through a test of, a co of COVID-19, it would notify everybody that had been within a six-foot radius of that person for whatever time frame you would designate. And then those people 
would voluntarily sequester themselves for 14 days uh, and or get tested, probably both. Here's the problem. On the privacy advocate side, they say, you can't force me to download that app. I don't trust who has the data. I don't know how that information is going to be used. You can't tell me that I need to download that app. So it has to be voluntary. On the medical professional side, they're saying if we can get 60% of people to do this, we could tamp this thing down much more quickly than we're doing right now. And we can all get back to a quote-unquote version of normal and open the economy. Um, would you be willing to sacrifice some sort of privacy in order to get this going? See, and, and that's it's a great question. It goes back to the question about the mass too. Are you willing to give up some of your freedoms in order to feel secure, in order to have security, right? Are you willing to give up some of your freedoms? Um, and I don't think the American people are. I don't think they are. Uh, I believe as far as that technology goes, that it already exists. I believe that I'm already being tracked. Uh, I'm not doing anything nefarious, so I'm not worried about uh, someone finding me, tracking me, and the next thing you know, we find out I'm talking to the wrong person, or you find out, I mean, think about the affairs. Think about the affairs that people are having and then all of a sudden, you go to see your mistress or you go to see your guy. Somebody gets COVID, and now that information is available on phones. I didn't, I didn't think of that. I think what people will do is they will say, yeah, I don't want to trade my freedom for security. And I think the people that don't want to trade their freedom for security, maybe they're around people they're not supposed to be around. And uh, this this... This app, in a sense, Ron, it becomes a tattletale on you. And I think, I think it, it, even if it's not an affair, maybe it's a, a person in business you're not supposed to be around. Uh, just maybe there's some people that you're involved with that you're not supposed to be talking to. I think that's where we'll see, we'll see a pushback. I mean, it's really sad to me that we have the technologies available to us to do something like this, uh, to tamp it down. And when the, the cost is lives and the, the sort you, you referenced it in a couple episodes ago about, you know, you know, politicians and military leaders at the highest levels do have to calculate human life as, as collateral damage versus some sort of objective like that of course has happened uh throughout history but when we're talking about the magnitude of lives here um now everybody's saying it's going to peak over one hundred thousand. that's an astronomical amount of americans and that number is low because we haven't been testing and and i just to me it's like hey it's, it's enough for me to, to, for someone to know, even if I was doing something wrong, would I not want my mistress to know that I got, was around someone diagnosed? Would I not want my, my drug dealer or my criminal partner or whoever, even if you are extrapolating it out to negative people, you'd still want them to know that you'd been around someone with COVID, wouldn't you? There you go. I, you know, in a lot of cases, I don't think people would. <laughs> wow. I, I think you're giving them too much credit. I don't think they they want anyone to I feel, I feel like I'm in an episode of Ozark right now. The drug dealer or the mistress. So, uh, wow, Ron is coming clean about a lot of things. We're finding out about <laughs> a lot of things. Exactly. I'm I didn't a criminal know, mastermind. I didn't know episode number 100 was going to be... Just uh, call me Marty Bird. Yeah. I, do, I, I think you'll get a similar reaction to... Because the mask makes sense, right? Right. 
Um, I think when you have world leaders uh, that aren't wearing masks, I think people look at that. They see Mike Pence walk in the Mayo Clinic, which we talked about on episode 99. Hey, can I make a on. confession here? Yeah. I'm, I'm reusing the paper mask. I have a paper mask in my car. Yeah. It says I'm supposed to throw it away every time. I don't have 100 masks. I have three masks. And yeah. so if I go into a store, I will wear the mask, take it off when I get back to the car. I, I air it out. You know, I put it, I, I lay it out so it gets some sunshine and it gets yeah. some air circulation. And then I will reuse that mask uh, if I go to Walgreens. I don't think, uh, I know that's not to code, but I'm, uh, I confess that I'm doing that. Are you using a fresh mask every time? Well, I have a lot of cotton masks that I use. So I kind of rotate through my cotton masks uh, and... Uh, so I just wash those, sterilize them, and then I just throw them back in the truck. So, yeah, I try to have a new mask on or a clean, not a new one, but at least a clean one every can, time. Can I so. just do a, a sidebar comment here? Totally change topic. Yeah. Your voice is exceptionally bassy today. Sounds really good. What does? Your voice has a lot of bass today. Oh, it does. Okay. Bass, bass. Like, like a, <laughs> I, I've talked to you for tens of thousands of hours on the radio. Like, no. it's really... Uh, I don't know what you did, but keep doing that because it like it has a gravitas today. Wow. It's okay. real, real bass heavy. It's I, I, my nose is a little stuffed. So really, no, it uh, sounds yeah. good. So episode one hundred, we are just bringing it. Uh, <laughs> let's do this. We come back. Let's talk about our Zoom calls. My son does something that's really quite funny and hilarious to me. We'll talk about it next. It's the Ron and Don Show. We are licensed brokers with Windermere. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down with us, we do it virtually now. Uh, we just jump on a Zoom call together. We grab a cup of coffee and we chat about your real estate goals. And, um, and a lot of people have just, they need information right now. They need information. And, uh, and we have a lot of great information for you. So if you're ready to buy, sell, invest, or you just want to sit down and talk, let's do it. Reach out to Ron, Ron at Windermere.com and Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. Everything is at Ron and Don. Dot com. All right. See you in about a minute or so live from Lower Schwab Studios. Why wouldn't you be listening to the Ron and Don show? Are you ready for a Ron and Don sit down? Email the guys at ron at windermere.com. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back. It's episode 100 of the Ron and Don show. We appreciate everybody uh, that has gone on this journey with us and everybody that's been listening. Um, and I know sometimes when you produce podcasts, you think about what this content can be like six months or a year from now, because people really listen to this podcast six months to a year from now. And yet this is real, you know, this is real current material that we're talking about. And we just, we feel like it is important and important to continue to have uh, these conversations. So, um, and at the same time, find some light at the end of the tunnel that's not a train every once in a while, right? I'm, I'm watching my son on his Zoom call every morning, and uh, he jumps on with his teachers. I know that there's some students out there, Ron, they have to be in front of a camera uh, between 9 and 3, at least 40 minutes out of the hour. Uh, for my son, he just gets one call with his teacher every day, and then the rest of it is kind of on the parent. Uh, and on the student to, to figure, figure things out, they send you kind of your workload and you kind of work through that workload. And then about 11 o'clock, uh, you jump on with your class uh, for a little bit. Anyway, he, he, <laughs> I, I look over on his Zoom call uh, the other day and one of the kids figured out that you can change your background 
Right. So they started chatting with each other in the chat when the teacher's trying to teach and they're over chatting with one another. And he is sitting and behind him, he has the San Francisco Bay Bridge nice. uh, set up. And uh, some of the other kids had some New York skylines, some London skylines. So they're all sitting there and they're, they're, they're swapping in or out of back backgrounds as uh, their teacher is trying to keep them all on track. And as you know, is there a way on a Zoom call where you can look at all 25 people? You're really limited as far as the amount of folks you can see, right? Yeah, I think it's like 16 on a screen or something is the maximum, maybe 12 to 16. So if you're in a class size over 25, I heard of a young uh, girl in maybe third or fourth grade that photoshopped a picture of her sitting, looking at the camera, and then yeah. she would put that as her background and then just go in the other room. And it's like, mom, the teacher's got 25 kids. She's not going to notice that I'm not moving. And so she would just like put that in the background. The biggest yeah. trend for adults, though, and the New York Times did a, a great story on this. The biggest trend for adults is called the credibility bookcase. Mm -hmm. If you want to look real authoritative in your Zoom call, you uh, sit in front of a bookcase, but you got to pay attention to what books are by your head. Oh, you do. So you want to have like authoritative, important books. Even if, it doesn't matter if you've read them or not. Yeah. They just need to be on the shelf uh, behind your head. So you're going to be telegraphing to everybody on your call how smart you are, and then you want to throw in like a wild card book, you know, something that, you know, speaks to, uh, you know, an, an edgy topic or uh, something that might be a little out there, uh, you know, sailboarding for dummies or, you know, something that is going to be out there that like uh, those in the know will be like, oh, look at O'Neill. He's got that, that book behind him. Interesting. Hmm. So you might have, you know, books on economics or investing or whatever your topic is yeah. uh, right there at, at eye level. So they're behind you at eye level and then off in the corner or tucked in there, put in a couple titles that are going to reveal something about yourself. The credibility bookcase is now sweeping the zoom call nation. I love that. You, you have a background where we get to see a lot of your guitars. Uh, do you ever, before you go on camera or before we have a meeting at Windermere, uh, use the same background as we're using right now. When we're I did um, have I did have my yoga mat out and I put that up, but I forgot to move the um, one of those foam rollers. Yeah, I see it. Let me get some action on the foam roller. Oh, really? What's that orange thing back there? It's like that's my foam roller. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which I really don't know how to use all that well, but it, it hurts when I do my calf on there. But yeah. you know, you gotta gotta keep trying. I, I love being on a call, and then you're just trying to figure out where people are at and what they're doing. My son's math teacher uh, contacted him the other day, and so he's on a Zoom call, and he got off the phone, and I said, "Where, where was your math teacher teaching math from? It looks like he was driven from the house." And he's like, "Yeah, Daddy, he was. He looked like he was out in the rafters of his garage, and the." the Christmas tree that the family put up the last year they used an artificial tree in 1977 was up, up in those rafters with him. And then you just see these tubs, like a big tub of shoes uh, behind him, some lawn darts, just, it, it, it seems like his family tired of him and, and they just zoomed him out to the garage, I guess. So uh, 
nonetheless. Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by episode number 100. We really appreciate that. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, we're licensed brokers with Windermere. And a lot of people are feeling a lot of angst right now about real estate. I do want to tell you, uh, the real estate market right now is good. In fact, uh, we had a sale just yesterday. So uh, it is it is, it is is surprisingly good and 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 pretty darn stable right now in the Pacific Northwest. So that's really good news. All right. Ron, any uh, final thoughts here? Episode uh, 100 before we get out of here. Uh, congratulations to you and to me, I think, as well. Um, we've done 100 of these shows, and I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm proud of the connection that we still have with people in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you for connecting with us and, and staying with us through uh, 100 episodes. Um, I'm really... It, it makes me happy when I when I post these things, edit them and post them up, and you see the number of people that are listening, and we're closing in on four hundred thousand total plays. That is a that's very gratifying. So I just want to say thanks to everybody for that. Yeah, thanks, thanks you guys. Keep your head up, keep your shoulders back. We'll see you up for episode number one hundred and one. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network, everything at ronanddon.com. Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day.